Welcome to What She Said. I'm your host, Lucy Lucroft, a freelance journalist and blogger from London. Each week, I chat to awesome humans about their journey to where they are today, and we share lots of blogging tips and tricks too. You can hear the entire back catalogue, as well as new episodes wherever you listen to podcasts by searching for my name or searching What She Said, or you can go to my website, wanderloose.com. And if you want to connect with me online, you can find me at Twitter or Instagram at wanderloosblog. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to a bit of a different episode of What She Said, because spot the difference, this one is what he said. Way back in 2015, when I came back from travelling, I started working with Michael and Paul, who run a digital influencer outreach agency called Traverse. If you're in the travel blogger sphere, you'll know their work, probably because you'll have been to an event that they've run or gone to their world-famous blogging conference. Anyways... What these two don't know about blogging and working with brands isn't worth knowing, so I chatted to them all about what they look for in an influencer and why numbers aren't the only thing that you should be thinking about. Michael and Paul are both awesome human beings um, and they were super honest with sharing their advice, which I think is going to be so valuable to anybody who's keen to start a blog and work with brands. Enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of What She Said, which is actually what he said today. So, I've got Michael and Paul from Traverse, my former bosses. Do you, <laughs> who wants to start? Paul, do you want to start and introduce yourself? Tell us about your blogging journey, because you actually are a blogger. Oh, I can do, yeah. I sometimes <laughs> forget about it now, because I'm doing so much Traverse. So, uh, yeah, I started blogging like 10 years ago, um, when I was travelling, like many people, and uh, started a site with all the tips that I wanted to kind of bring together from what I'd read how to travel the world and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff so built the blog and then um, a few years later there's a lot more bloggers around a lot more kind of blogging stuff happening and uh, we started Traverse uh, around the time of 2013 um, when I met Michael who was doing events in London so it was kind of a good kind of mixture to have the blogging side of things and also the events experience as well so we started Traverse there so yeah Michael Yep. Introduce yourself and then we'll go on a little bit to talk about why you started Traverse. Yeah, cool. Um, yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm Michael, so uh, the co-founder of Traverse along with Paul. Uh, I don't have a blogging background. Well, um, actually, I, I think you do. We'll, does. This is not something to be discussed now. <laughs> What's it called? We'll, we'll talk about this later. I don't really have a blogging background. Uh, my background's more in, the links um, in the originally notes. in media, um, where I was working in magazines and then when I was in uh, Australia working for a magazine I started to do uh, events in uh, the travel industry uh, called Travel Massive which when I moved back to London I continued over here and ran actually up until the end of last year Um, and it was through that that I met lots of the travel bloggers Mm -hmm. and uh, yeah eventually started Traverse at the end of 2012 um, launching it in 2013. So what made you both decide this is what the industry needs? Um, I think for me I was just I guess I looked at other conferences and just thought sometimes they're missing kind of the value that they can give to people and the skills that people can learn. I don't think they were really properly delivering on that. Mm-hmm. If you think about like blogging, it's not just writing, it's photography, it's video, it's all that kind of stuff. And I think like if you can uh, bring sessions that really educate people in those kind of topics, then I think that you're really bringing value instead of just doing a talk at people where it's very much... But not a lot of meat on the bone, so to speak. Yeah. I think I think that's where they were failing, and I think I thought we could do things a little bit better. I agree. Yeah. Um, so combined with that, uh, it was actually when me and Paul were discussing this at an event around world travel market um, in 2012, and I'd actually been to a, a few other conferences for work and um, for um, extracurricular activity stuff outside of work, which was around the blogging and the the media side. We um, there's a few things like. I, I, I don't drink actually, so, um, yeah, so it wasn't. It wasn't that. Only, only on uh, video podcasts, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I, only whiskey and beer and wine. The um, <laughs> the uh, the thing that I, I didn't hugely like. I mean, there was a, there was a lot of things I really liked from the conference I've been to. I love the way that they were run in general. Uh, the, the feeling of this big kind of project all coming together. Mm-hmm. Um, it's great, but the I wasn't. What I didn't love was that, that you had this. Um, conference which was essentially meant for for bloggers back then who were uh, mostly um, not full-time on yeah. their blogging so it was a hobby for almost everyone who came yet the conference was taking place right through a week and it was meant to be about travel blogging but then people are not really getting the chance to travel because they're spending all their time going to conferences mm-hmm. to learn how to travel travel blog so 
Um, I had kind of an idea of doing something small, a mini conference um, on a weekend, and I was chatting to Paul about the idea, and he also had the ideas about the more workshop and, and real um, classroom style instead of these big talks. So we thought instead of both of us kind of bumbling along with these ideas for years, we'd put them together and do something. Um, yeah, yeah, and that's, that's where we came up with the start. Well, I firstly told you to go away and, and do an event, right, and make some money. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't expect you to come back and ask me to do stuff. Yeah, no, it was, yeah. What do you um, think is like, a big old segue from Traverse? We will talk about the events a little bit more because you've got one coming up. Um, but what do you think is the biggest, like, growth booster for bloggers? Because you guys, obviously, Paul, you're a blogger. Mm-hmm. So you're coming at it from the blogging side, but also from the other side where you're having to choose bloggers. And actually, we should probably just say influencers because yeah. they're not just bloggers anymore. For press trips or to yeah. work with brands. So you see both sides. I think a lot of it is, like, it's, it's not just blogging. It's, like, in business as well. It's, the, like, awareness. Yeah. And if people aren't aware you're there, then it's very difficult to... To, to stumble across a blog, so to speak. So it, maybe it's networking, coming along to events so people know you're there, you're networking yeah. with other people, other bloggers that could recommend you as well. So it's a combination of that and then the quality of the content. And like if you are delivering fantastic photography, great writing and the whole package, then and you're networking as well, you should find some success, I think. I mean, there's a lot of people that I think sometimes we've overlooked just because we didn't know they were there. Yeah. And then you suddenly find them and you're like, why haven't we been working with this yeah. person before? Because yeah. they're delivering great stuff. So. I think it's a combination of those things. What about the people that are outside of London? I know there are events outside yeah. of London. There's obviously like tra- travel massive chapters. I, over um, the... yeah. Don't, don't um, ask Michael about this one. <laughs> oh. No, um, <laughs> I mean, essentially, just you have to put a little bit more effort in. Yeah. Um, a lot of events are going to happen in London. It's yeah. the capital. It's the biggest city. It's where most of the brands are. Um, we are trying to look at ways that we can do stuff outside of London yeah. um, in other cities and certainly our main conferences um, don't I mean it did happen in London last year but that was the first time yeah uh, essentially I think if you live outside of London and there's an event on in London get a train drive down come to the event um, it might cost you a little bit more but then your general cost of living is going to be a hell of a lot lower so I always think there's a bit of a trade-off there. A lot of yeah. people I know have moved out of London because they want to buy a house or because they want to save money on rent. And then when we do an event in London, they're asking, oh, can you help us cover the travel? And I'm thinking, like, no. Because... <laughs> well, no, That's well, your choice, isn't it? Yeah, but because... Yeah. But essentially, a lot of the reason... This is not all of them. A lot of the reason people leave London is for the savings. You know, mm-hmm. it's very expensive to live in London. So you are saving money on what all the other people are. The people who live in London are doing it at a great cost so they have these benefits. Yeah. You're, you don't have those benefits, but you're saving money, so put some of that saved money into coming into London every now and then. And would you say, because we've talked about networking absolutely stacks, and whenever I ask, almost every single episode, whenever I ask, like, what's been what's your best advice, blah, 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 it's normally networking. And this is, even though we're talking about travel, it, this applies to everything, I think, Yeah. networking. Um, but even though I live in London, I hate networking. So perhaps... So you've got, kind of got to pick your battles, but how how do you get on that initial like um, train of networking, yeah. getting invited to stuff? I think the kind of an unofficial thing we've always said is just don't be a dick, right? Like don't <laughs> don't make it so people don't want to invite you to things. Yeah. Don't make it so it's awkward when you work. So if you're doing a project with someone and they ask for a tiny bit more work, be, try and be nice, put stuff in. And exactly the same thing comes to when you're doing events. Don't make it sound like everything's a real trial for you. Yeah. Us, um, obviously through Traverse now, it's our business, but even long before we were making money off this, we put a lot of time and effort into running events that are good for influencers to come to. So try and get along to them and just, just chat to a few people, chat to the people who organise it. If you feel quite uncomfortable doing the actual networking, going up to people, like that's absolutely fine. It's not for everybody. But find some people from thing. You can actually tell them, be open about that. Mm-hmm. Now, lots of people are shy. I don't, I don't like it when I go to events which are mm-hmm. outside of my comfort zone and, um, and it does take a bit of work. Um, it helps if you don't mind having a couple of drinks. Like, yeah. I don't want to, I'm not encouraging people to go to events and get smashed, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it is, you know, have a couple of glasses of wine, you do relax a little bit. Um, and actually, sorry, go on. Sorry, I'd say like Traverse, we, in London we had newbie nights, so like for oh, new yeah, people. So they come along and, and most people don't know each other, so it's kind of a good way of like coming along and everyone's in the same boat. Um, we'll be doing that in Rotterdam hopefully as well, the week yeah. before the uh, two-day conference. So. It's a really good way of just introducing yourself and, and not feeling like you're on your own. Yeah. I, th- I see a lot of people meet up on Twitter, 
So they don't really meet up. They they have a conversation on Twitter and they meet each other, maybe go for a coffee and then they come to the event. So I think it's doing small steps like that. Also, it's um, just something you can always do is email the people who are organizing it um, and just say, you know, I'm really looking forward to meeting you. Do you mind if I come and say hi when I get Mm. there? Or not even mind, I'm going to come and say hi. You know, we. we always want to meet new people. You know, yeah. we run events and quite often, well, pretty much every event we do, a couple of weeks before the event, we'll put um, a little post out on social saying we're doing this event. Um, we recognise that while we've invited a lot of people, there's some people we still, we haven't met or we may have overlooked by accident. Mm-hmm. So when you see these opportunities pop up, and it's not just from us, it's from other people who run yeah. events, put your name down, send us an email. If you've seen that we're running a bunch of events and we you know we typically do probably 10 to 20 a year yeah maybe um like separate events from the from the main conference you know drop us a line and say i haven't been to one before but you know i'd love to be considered from because a lot of the time it is open to almost all influencers from whether you're a youtuber an instagram or a blogger or fashion food family travel maybe i should start this is an aside but maybe i can start sharing them in my facebook group actually Mm. Because, Sorry. yeah, so I'll put links to everything, but you put stuff in your Facebook group a lot. Yeah. So, we do, yeah. We, um, but that's always a good one yeah. to be in. Um, and I guess just, sorry, on a, a last point, which just kind of, you remind me of with the Facebook groups, is meeting people online is a lot easier than meeting people in person if yeah. you're a little bit um, is it introverted. Yeah, yeah. I always get those things. Matter. If you're a bit shy. Um, so, you know, you can break the ice with a quick chat. Right, great. Oh, would anybody like to like meet for a quick coffee yeah. before? We did it before World Travel Market, before the first day of World Travel Market this year. Um, I don't oh, know you had breakfast, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if your, your um, listeners know much about it, but it's a huge travel event, 50,000 people. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just said on the first day from 8.30, because it opens at 10, um, from 8.30 we're going to meet in the, it's a pub, restaurant, cafe, mm-hmm. um, next to the Excel Centre. If anybody wants to join us, just come along. And we ended up with about 10 or 15 people there. We hadn't met all of them. Yeah. We just had bacon sandwiches and a chat. And then... That was, was a really it? good idea, It's more just a very, really casual intro to this yeah. overwhelming... Because it, it is overwhelming. Event. It's crazy. Yeah, mm-hmm. so. There was no chance I was getting up any earlier to get myself from Hammersmith to Excel. Yeah. yeah. No chance. Right. So. <laughs> I'd say on the other point as well, not just the network, and I'd say the skills side, if... If you've got a blog, check out your blog posts and make sure they're like proper quality blog posts. I see a lot of blog posts which are really like, there's not much there really and, and yeah. hasn't taken that much time to put together. Uh, on the other side of things, you see some blog posts and they're amazing. There's like amazing photography in there and it's just like an in-depth piece and, and a lot of great information in there, like practical information. And I think you should be striving to do that as yeah. well, I think, to a degree rather than like just banging out quick blog posts and then doing the networking, I think you need a combination of both really for people to look at you and go, this is a great blog, they do great work or I great YouTuber true. or whatever. But I th- and I think on the flip side of that, people, a lot is talked about consistency and people know mm. that if they post five times a week, they'll get more traffic. True. So then I think you do see, because there's people like Hannah Gale, right, who's made like a career out of it, mm-hmm. like, you know, five minute reads, away. and I'm not putting her down, yeah, she's yeah. amazing, but there's not a lot of substance. Yeah, to I guess on the style of blogging though, like in travel, it's kind of that's great true. to have definitive pieces mm. that really help people when they travel. Yeah. So I think yeah. that's probably where I'm looking at it from, rather than like being like a diary kind of, yeah. more diary kind of yeah. writing. But even for that, like I think you have to have a bit of both. Yeah, yeah. You have to I, offer yeah. value in everything, even yeah, if the value so. is a bit, an emotional response. Yeah, yeah. But there's, there's different types of content people want to consume, and even within blogging, uh, you know, we something that we often have an issue with um, is a lot of the awards that go around because they're... Oh, yeah, let's talk about awards. I really <laughs> want to talk about that. I'll, I'll let you get to awards podcast. in a minute. Um, <laughs> yeah, this could be... <laughs> I haven't sworn yet, but... No, uh, uh, could you vote for my blog? Yeah, so one of, one of my problems with, some, with awards is we'll get onto the specifics about the way that they ask people to yeah, vote and stuff, yeah. um, which changes them from being a awarding quality to awarding popularity um, or desperation. Yeah, but the, the actual... Facebook friends, yeah, how many what, you've got? One of the other kind of <laughs> issues with them is the categories they do. You know, best travel blog, mm. best fashion blog, best newcomer. What do you really... How do you say what's the best blog? Because it all depends on the person who's trying to consume that content. It's now, usually because it's done by an outsider, a brand who doesn't blog themselves. Yeah, yes. but, but even so within true. within... Having a blog, it depends what you want. Do you want to look at something which is stunning visually? Do you want to read something where the writing just flows? And if that's the case, who gives a shit about the design or the images? But if you want to look at a a beautifully set up website, which can sometimes be... So saying best, like you can maybe say best all round blog. But what, what we should be seeing at awards is, you know, best use of photography. 
best collaboration best yeah, yeah exactly these are because the, things that you can learn uh, things that you could um things that you can really reward without saying look you don't have to have amazing visuals if your storytelling is brilliant yeah, or it doesn't right, really right. matter that you get some of your grammar wrong because these images i could look at all day uh, yeah i mean you look at other successful award ceremonies like the biggest ones in the world like the oscars and the grammys with the exception of best picture at the Oscar, everything's to do with the different things that go into making a movie. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. They're not saying best rom-com, best action film. Yeah. They're saying best cinematography, best actress in a leading uh, in a leading role. Yeah, or, that's a good point. You know, best sound editing, best original song. All these things go into making a good film. And yeah. loads of things go into making a blog or a YouTube channel yeah. or Instagram account. It's not simply what's the best and one. I guess that's what we focus on at Traverse, really, because like, the conferences are, are, are like that as well. They have to focus on the skills mm-hmm. rather than you know, just a, here's a talk on blogging because it's like yeah. we, we we want people to improve their individual skills, whether that's like editing videos or you know their image editing or shooting videos, whatever it is. Um, it's all about the skills, really. And I think going back to choosing people for campaigns and stuff yeah. like that, it, the writings could be important on that particular campaign. So it's improving that craft of the writing rather than the photography. But yeah, yeah. I think I think the skills are the overall thing for us. And and sometimes we find people who are just brilliant all rounders. Yeah, like and me. that's great and as then, well. And I then mean, just, you know, and then I'm just I'm, genius, though, right? I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm gonna exclude present company uh, from that. But there are there are people out there, um, people out there who just do, you know, they're very good on lots of uh, different platforms or. They're just quite good on lots of platforms. But if yeah. what you want is, ah, we can only send one person. On yeah, and they might have a decent YouTube channel and make nice videos and also a decent blog. But, yeah. but sometimes that's fine. So you don't, I don't think you have to hugely excel at any one thing. You also don't have to be brilliant at everything. Um, but also if you are brilliant at one thing, that can work. So yeah. find, I would say you know, for, for, you know, we talked about the L. Oh, yeah, um, L. No, sorry, um, the, the oh. daily five-minute reads. Um, oh, about Hannah Gale. Sorry, yes, sorry yeah. Hannah Gale. Lots of people are talking about. Um, yeah, that's something that works well for her. And yeah. you should find something that works well for you and be comfortable in it. At the end of the day, you want to make this blog or this channel something that you're really comfortable, that you enjoy doing. Because if you don't enjoy doing it, you're never going to be happy. Even if you go full, like not happy in general, you're never going to be happy with your blog. Yeah, Even if you end up doing it full time and making a lot of money off it, if it's not fun um, to, you know, not every second has to be fun, but if you're not enjoying it, so find something that works well for you. Mm-hmm. And I truly believe if you do that and it's good, then you'll get that success. Mm-hmm. And Is this what happened to your blog? What I, I mean, what I really it enjoyed doing... in a ball of success. What I enjoyed doing with the blog was not blogging. So yeah, I'm happy. You succeeded. You were blogging about stuff though, like football and, and and crazy geeky stuff, right? Yeah, exactly. I um, w- when I started the blog years ago, it was before I we had Traverse, and then I thought you were going to say it's before blogging. <laughs> no, no, no. Before before we had Traverse, and I was doing a lot of events, and I was mixing a lot with the blogger crowd. And yeah. I do actually come from my original background when I got into this was writing. Yeah. Um, and I used to do travel journalism and um, regular journalism and stuff in, in magazines and and online. Um, and so I kind of missed that a lot, and I just sometimes just like to just write shit down. So it was really, I decided to just do a blog which is a bit of everything, and I was talking about football, um, travel, London life, um, pubs, The many facets stuff. of Michael Ball. Yeah, but good, well, it was just writing for fun, <laughs> yeah. you know, and I wasn't going into this thinking, let's do something which is going to make me loads of money, let's do something that can travel the world. It's like, yeah, it'll be yeah. a bit of a laugh, and, you know, I got, some of my posts actually did quite well. Um, yeah, which one? The best one I did. I wrote about hangovers, um, and I did. Oh, yeah. I did hangovers as, um, <laughs> and I gave all these different types of hangovers names and called them species and described them because you know you get different types of hangovers. So we had like the walrus, which is a hangover where all you want to do is like lie. Like you're not necessarily up um, like in pain, yeah. but you just want to lie under a under a blanket and like blob all yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. Um, the emotional was, hangover is my worst. Yeah. You know when you have like the. Somebody, oh, like whispering in your I ear, like yeah. dick. Yeah, dick. Are you sure that um, wasn't someone. <laughs> that was, yeah, I, that was Michael. Okay, we had um, the mule, that's which my is husband. <laughs> the hangover I get the most is the mule, and that's one where you actually feel okay, and then it fucking kicks oh. you halfway through the day. That's like a mule kick. Yeah, when you wake up really fresh, you're yeah, like, I feel great. Exactly. I'm gonna have a bacon yeah. sandwich. Yeah, um, maybe I'll start drinking again. Yeah, well, yeah, that's tricky. See that one we call uh, the Prince Charles because it's a hangover in waiting gets you the ah, next nice. day because you think you're okay. <laughs> Uh, the paralyzer, which is one which just wipes you out, um, 
the vampire, which is you just can't look at yourself in a mirror. We should move on um, from this. Anyway, chat, actually, another day. But this, I found that yeah. really interesting. You should bring the blog back. Yeah, yeah, yeah maybe. I'll do a relaunch. Yeah. I want to get into the nitty gritty of how you pick the people you pick, though. So, what goes into what's your process from start to finish? Um, I don't know about process, but um, I'd like to say sort of stuff about numbers. Like, yeah. Because I think I mean numbers important. are important, yeah. but like. I, I kind of like despise what happens on Instagram and stuff with, you know, follow and follow and all the other yeah. tactics and stuff. So personally, I will check out the content first. Yeah. And if the content's brilliant, then I'll, then I'll look at the numbers. Um, obviously, numbers are important. So if they are at a decent level as well, then hopefully it works. But, but what is a decent level? Because depends on the campaign, really, as well. Because I feel like there's no... So I had a few messages after episode one of, this, of series two with Monica and... Mm-hmm. She, we were talking about page views and Monica said, you know, we referred to low page views or getting your page views up to a yeah. right level. And some, a few people asked me, what would you consider is a reasonable level? And I, I sort of threw out there probably 20,000 a Yeah, I think it's like a bit misconstrued in many ways because like you've got, if you're an American blogger, you've got a huge audience. Yeah. UK blogger, smaller. Other countries, even smaller. Yeah. Um, generally. And I think it's, it's just... I think people concentrate on that a little bit too much and it also depends on the campaign. If your campaign is such that the tourism board want a load of great photos and video to use on their own channel, then your numbers don't yeah, particularly matter that much. So yeah. it just depends on the campaign and the project as well. I mean, I think on the topic of numbers, uh, it also hugely depends on your niche. Um, you know, to give you a, a rough example for that, if you're, what you're writing about is travel and that's it. You don't have a specific niche, it's mm. just travel. Yeah. Then... You know, 100,000 page views a month might be the decent amount that you want. I'm, I'm not saying is, if what you're writing about is, um, let's say, accessible travel um, for children with disabilities, yeah, then 2,000 page views is really good because yeah, the people who are reading actually, that yeah. are going to be very specifically looking for something. Yeah. Um, you know, in, in when you're looking at product and other types of blogging, if you're a blogger who talks about... Um, let's say cars, right? and you're a car blogger, yeah. then and that's generally what you're doing, just general stuff, reviews, and you need really high page views to make it good. Mm. If you're talking about, um, you know, replacement parts for um, Ford Mustangs from the 60s, then the people who are reading that blog yeah. are going to need to buy these things. So you, you your conversion people, rates, suppose, yeah. conversion yeah. rates can be massive. Yeah. And and in travel, we typically see you know f- um, luxury. Um, can be very successful with much lower page views. Yeah. Um, and that's, again, that's down to the, uh, the com- uh, not the conversion rate, but the profit margins yeah. on a luxury trip. Because you so, only have to sell one to kind of get exactly, your value. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. one, one fl- uh, trip to the Maldives to stay in six-star accommodation, uh, which you get due to a blog post, will probably make that company three or four thousand yeah. pounds. Um, if you're getting one booking for a hostel room for a week, that's probably going to make them thirty to forty pounds. Yeah. Mm. So you need higher views and higher conversions. So for bloggers pitching them themselves, as opposed to someone finding them and looking at their numbers, mm. how do they feel comfortable with their own value? Do you see what I mean? Like I think, if you're if you're saying I want to stay in this hotel, because I think probably a lot of people start mm. out with just oh I, I just I want to stay in a hotel. For, I think if we you know, can demonstrate they've got an engaged community. Yeah. So a lot of the time, or just engagement on their mm. blog or wherever it is, because a lot of the time people will go, oh, I get like 100,000 sessions on my blog or whatever. Um, but, God, I wish I got 100,000 yeah, sessions Well, you know, blog. in a PR or whatever will go, we want yeah. 100,000. It's like, well, I've never had anyone ask for my analytics access so they can have a look at where that traffic's that's, coming from. Because yeah, a, a lot point. of it may be coming from Pinterest where they're just bouncing off the pages or yeah. like stumble upon. It's not quality traffic. Yeah, they're not engaged with the content. Really. They're yeah, not yeah, really yeah. your community. So they're pretty worthless in many ways, yeah. but you're getting loads of traffic. So yeah. but it's kind of a, a numbers game and people want the numbers, but um, there's not that much engagement there. It's, it's a bit kind of a bit of a yeah. false kind of I mean, I think level to hit. If you're going um, to start pitching, uh, Especially when you're, let's say your blog is smaller. I'm yeah. not going to put a specific number on what that is. Or if you're a micro blogging. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm not saying specifically that. Just if you're just starting out, yeah. or or if you're like, like if you're trying to pitch, let's stick with hotel rooms because I know yeah. it's a topic that a lot of people, um, a lot of people pitch for. <laughs> um, saying very clearly what you'd want to do and where your value is. Yeah, it's great. So you know and also use your other skills so let's say you want a hotel room and you haven't got a huge blog because you're getting 2,000 views a month 
but what you're great is photography. Yeah. Say to the hotel, look, we'll give you a blog post on here. I realize my views aren't quite up to where it might need to be. So on top of that, what I'd be more than happy to do is provide you uh, 20 free, uh, royalty-free shots that I can take around your hotel. Um, I can do food, um, exterior, and room. Like, it's something someone of that value to them. They might be thinking, shit, yeah, this is great because we can use that for yeah. social media. Might not be good enough to go on their in their brochures, but yeah, extra good photography mm. that we can use. Yeah, great. That they don't have time to do themselves. Yeah, or, or, or can't afford to pay. Generally, they're, fuck, we've got a, we've got an empty hotel. That's going to cost us sixty quid to have mm-hmm. them stay there. That sixty quid probably won't be made back by the coverage on their blog and their social media, but it is well worth it to get this little bit of extra. That's a really, really so good tip. It's, um, well, I mean, we quite often, even with the much bigger influencers we work with, we'll often try and bolt on stuff using yeah. their skills that make up mm. their channel. And that can also be used when you're a much bigger influencer yeah. to increase the to available upsell, budget yeah. to actually be paid. Yeah. Um, I know we're drifting slightly away from the pitching to hotels, but the, the reason for that is that a lot of um, brands you work with have separate budget pots uh, mm. for digital marketing and oh, branding. Okay. So if you're going to a tour operator or a destination, they might, let's say they're paying for your f- flights and hotel to go to Norway. Um, but what they don't have is any budget to pay you and you can't really do a two-week trip without being paid because you've got other stuff on. Yeah. However, you say, look, just on the off chance, I produce video and look at this, I could do your brand video if there's some extra budget. They might have £5,000 yeah. set aside for video. And as an influencer, you can do it cheaper than a video team. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're um, we we're actually doing that with a lot of our clients at the moment. Um, active campaigns we've got on at the moment, uh, two of them, like with people away right now, mm. are doing that. I think tradi- for us traditionally, for like mm. people are used to paying for a photographer or yeah. a video team to come in, and and the amount they pay for these people is quite high. Yeah. So as bloggers or creators, you can demonstrate that you can do this kind of service. And you take it out of just saying, oh, I'll write a blog for you. It's kind yeah. of, they, they understand the value of it rather yeah. than just going on my blog. They don't really understand the value of that. So yeah. it's kind of putting it into a different perspective for them. Chloe was talking about this actually, Wanderlust Chloe, in, yeah. I don't know which episode it will be, but people who are listening to this will have listened to that. Her and Macca obviously offer, both offer that. So yeah. that's a really good, she was saying mm-hmm. that's a really good thing that it's great. kind of upsell. We've actually, Macca's done that for us on a yeah. uh, trip to Zermatt um, yeah. in Switzerland last year. So, it's such a good thing to be able to offer, yeah. but yeah. also, you know, if anyone gets stressed about that they have to produce video content, if that's not your thing, then I mean, just don't do it. Exactly, offer else. offer stuff yeah. that you're comfortable in, and it, it, it can be Photography is just as important, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, very much so, probably more important, because it can it's used so much more. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, we... we more transferable um, as well, I suppose. Yeah, mm-hmm. we, we use it a lot of times, and often it's for, for influencers that we're really keen to work with, but for a certain campaign, it's not necessarily their numbers, but their engagement. You know, the ge- right. generally, let's just say their level, and I'm not talking about quality, but their yeah. level of, of uh, across the board doesn't quite reach where we need to get it. We can sometimes get them coming along as something else. So it could be someone who's coming on a trip and they're doing photography for that trip, or mm-hmm. they're creating video, um, or they do other things that can be worked to help out. These are really good tips. I feel like I chased numbers for such a long time, and I didn't focus on other stuff that I could, like other things that I'm good at. I think people do chase the numbers though because they yeah. want the numbers to look but strong you, and, and a lot of PR. Hear, isn't it? Yeah, but a lot that's of PRs so will ask for numbers as well because yeah. they don't know any better, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like I said, no one ever looks at your analytics to see where the traffic's coming from. Yeah. So you could be paying for people to hit your website and not do anything yeah. and have 100,000 people visiting yeah. your website technically, but you yeah. put an ad out, right? Yeah, that's true. Also, so, I mean, my experience, um, bloggers don't really drive traffic to a website. Um, in terms of click-throughs, yeah. so you really should be looking at something else there. And we we're always very open with brands. You say like you know even a, a decent sized blogger, eighty ninety thousand mm. unique views per month, they're not going to drive as many clicks as a well targeted Facebook campaign. Yeah. So, but they can bring a hell of a lot more. It's all about finding you find the yeah what they can really. I think sometimes added. it's working with them on the campaign and coming up with good ideas where you can use their content along with a tourist board, for example, or a brand, and actually come up with a concept that people will engage with, in with. So don't just rely on their audience. Yeah. Actually come up with some good content that's going to be a little bit viral, potentially. Yeah. Good tips. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. You, yeah. you just checked out. Mike is just checking his phone <laughs> off through, I don't know. Important call, maybe. Emails. Is it your mum? Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, my mum doesn't speak to me. <laughs> it's, uh, what do you no. think are the common uh, pitfalls that you've found 
in your work with influencers? Talking what? about Instagrammers, YouTubers, where bloggers. where people fuck up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is that the first word? Apart from Michael. No, I think yeah. I said shit earlier. Uh, where common pitfalls? I mean, mm. where Instagram is something which can be talked about. I, um, a very common one where it seems we you mentioned Instagram uh, is people kind of chasing one platform a little bit too much and diverting too many resources Putting to it. all your eggs in one basket look at Snapchat you know people went yeah. so hard on that in even last months. year even last year people yeah. were doing talks about and now I'm not saying the platform is dead but Pretty we have dead. not been asked anything about it from yeah. any brand in over a year um, and a lot of people put what I would say is maybe too much time into that now I know having said this there'll be people listening to this who go I still do really well on Snapchat of course, mm. there is still an opportunity there for people to do well. So I'm not saying I'm not saying it's terrible. Surely saying, it's pretty hard to monetize anything on Snapchat, though. Yeah, right? people. But look, even from an awareness I, point of view, I say I'll talk about this forever um, and get in rows and arguments about why I don't think it's the best platform to be focusing on. Mm. The fact that some people still do well on it, um, I don't want to be discouraging people who are doing really yeah, well. It's that's my opinion. Um, it seems to be the opinion a lot of people share, but it doesn't yeah. still doesn't mean it's the right one. For definite, I mean, it probably is because it's. There's other platforms <laughs> like Facebook are kind of now moving away from less news content apparently. Yeah. So. Because it's of like, fake news. Yeah. yeah. So you go, they're going back towards like friends and family and yeah. groups, I think. But like, yeah. I think it's it's just the lessening kind of like, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Exactly. Yeah. Um, YouTube has changed things for yeah. smaller kind of uh, vloggers yes. recently. Yeah. Where you got to have one k subscribers and four thousand no, hours. It's more yeah. than it's more than a thousand, isn't it? Three thousand. Uh, it's a thousand subscribers and four thousand view hours, hours a year. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. saw that. So but their argument for that, sorry to interrupt, their argument for that was that they want to make it fair for everybody. Mm. I didn't really understand that. Because I think it's the way the email read that wasn't very good. It's like oh, okay. a slap in the face for it anyone who's trying to do stuff, I think. I'm glad it wasn't just me because I don't really understand YouTube too much. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a bit straight. I don't know that YouTube, if you've got, if you're under those numbers, I don't really think you'd be making enough directly off views no, to true. really be yeah, worth it. But, but that's money. not, I don't have a YouTube channel. Um, that's not really for me to say. Um, you know, I think people with lower numbers on YouTube would be making more money through collaborations. Yes, um, good point. Yeah. Personally, that's what that's what we do with YouTubers. Uh, you say, yeah, um, just going back to you saying pitfalls. I mean, Instagram's, Instagram's got a lot of problems. Mm. It, it has the potential to be fantastic. Um, but I think that too many brands and too many individuals kind of obsess over it. Yeah. It's not the best for monetizing. It's not the best for driving traffic. Mm-hmm. Um, there are too many people faking it on Instagram yeah. <laughs> to the point that it really puts me off working with Instagrammers yeah. because you also get You these can see it now, right? Every, everyone's got over on you the can. Phone, right? <laughs> it's crazy. But the problem that you'll always have with any travel, uh, with any um, channel, um, and it is, is the, the people who are sanctioning a lot of the campaigns are people who are just doing it because they need to do it, right? So to give you an example of that, like a well-paid influencer campaign, it's let's say a thousand pounds for an Instagram post, right? A thousand pounds for a blog post. Let's say a thousand pounds for producing. If you're a global bank like HSBC or if you're a massive airline like BA, Mm -hmm. I'm not saying the airlines do this at all literally, but let's say, let's stick with the bank thing. Your advertising budget for a year is going to be fifty to hundred million pounds. Um, so when it filters down from the CEO that people want Instagram and they want to see us getting on social media, people are just going, "I don't really give a shit." It's a hundred grand. That's our total influencer budget. Now to the influencers and to us in our business, that's a lot of money. To people who are dealing with budgets of fifty times that, it's not a yeah. hundred times, five hundred times that. So what they end up doing is just saying, great, I'll get this person. They pay them way too much yeah. for an account, which is faked. So the point, you know, we, we've got influencers that I'd love to work with and they've got agents, you know, with their 60,000 Instagram followers and their agents saying, you know, they can do a story for 700 pounds. They can do a post for 1,800 pounds. Yeah. And I'm thinking like, fuck no, you know, we've got good people we can yeah. work with who are not being dicks about it. And yeah. there's people that I would love to work with that we simply can't and won't because of the way that they're doing it. Because of the kind of shady tactics. Yeah, it's, it. it's just the way this, it's anything from the shady tactics, how they got their numbers. So people with these big numbers are being rewarded because again, those same people who are driving those campaigns for brands that don't know as much are 
not looking at social blade and they're not looking at even the Instagram are rewarding these people because they yeah. don't, they don't give a shit how you get to your no 10K. exactly they, yeah um, yeah, yeah so there's lots of that so, that, that so yeah we we don't really do much just Instagram uh, yeah. now. Um, and what we say to people who are just on Instagram is get yourself a blog, get yourself a YouTube yeah. channel as well. It doesn't have to be huge, but yeah. a little bit of compliment to go alongside it. Instagram works well for watches. You can sell earrings <laughs> on it. You can Daniel um, Wellington. Yeah. teeth whitening strips and all that <laughs> the stuff that comes with it. For but little small brands. Small brands it's fine. And also well. those products they can throw out. And One of the other problems with, with Instagram for travel is that these Instagrammers, a lot of them who have done a lot of fashion will go... Oh, you know, but let's yeah. say let's say I did something for I don't know, hope uh, um, beauty brand like Maybelline, right? Yeah. Oh, but Maybelline they did this and they paid six hundred pounds per post for seven posts, and so you're talking about doing this and there's not actually much budget beyond you know a few hundred quid for spending money, but the thing is we're sending them to the Maldives or yeah. to America, where it costs Maybelline fiver to yeah. send out their product, you know, the costs in postage. But it costs an airline six hundred pounds to send them there. You know, another thousand pounds for hotels. You've got to think that although it may not seem like you're getting paid much, the payment that's going into that campaign is still huge. Actually, that brings yeah. us onto something that will be good to talk about because I know that all three of us have quite different views on this. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think me and you have the same view, and you have a different. Yeah, but view. we know who's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, most of our arguments the trap monkey, end up with me and Paul rowing for a long time and then people agreeing with me. So we can <laughs> save that time. I don't think he's agreeing. Maybe it's I just, you know. agreed with you. But I can't remember just, what it was. No, no, no. Yeah. I agree, yeah. yeah. So, talking about payment, working for free, blah, 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 blah. So, my view is that each their own. If you want to go to the Maldives and that's of value to you, then you don't have to accept a payment if you don't want to. However... And actually, someone, someone, people have bitched at me either way, other yeah. bloggers, said, you're devaluing it by doing this for free. Yeah. And also said, y- you shouldn't be charging, you, like, above your, ideas above your station. Mm. So, what's your view on it? <laughs> Michael's got loads of views on it. I'm, I'm still undecided and I've, I've been undecided for a few years. <laughs> I've got one very simple view. Is that, yeah, is that there has to be payment involved. But payment doesn't always have to be monetary. I agree. Um, yeah. You know, you've got a child. Um, if you want to do a, uh, if you get asked to go to um, Tenerife, and it might be that you say, actually, no, I can't do that. You know, I need to earn money and stuff. And you say, but we can also, you know, for the two days campaign, what we can do after that is fly Ollie and Ace yeah. out for um for the next for the rest of the week and put you up you're like oh actually well that's That'll a family really holiday family. Yeah. so that's you know that's something you're going to spend money on as well and the money the value in my opinion can be sometimes in kind payment mm. so uh, a very good example of that is accommodation yeah. it's used a lot of the time and, and even the massive influencers who have a go at me for my opinion i then see doing payment in kind for accommodation um because suddenly your views change well but if you need to spend you money <laughs> the point is if you're coming to London for five days and you've got an opportunity to do some work in exchange for a hotel yeah. or not, if you don't do that work, you're paying for a hotel. Mm. So there is there is that very quantifiable value there. Um, but sometimes that experience can be, if you're newer, it could just be your first experience of an actual press trip. Those things yeah. are really valuable. Um, you and get th- testimonials there and is get it on your media Just there's value like in learning how that goes, um, sure. learning from the other more experienced people who are on the trip. Um, but sometimes for some people that payment simply does have to be monetary and I have no problem with that either no problem paying people if I'm going to someone saying you know I want you to go to um, uh, Manchester for a week to do this kind of treasure hunt um, campaign that we've set up and that person's like okay but there needs to be money there because that's a job then of course that's fine Mm. Um, and of course there's some people who get so many offers for free trips and stuff that the only ones they do take are paid and and for them the only value is paid in cash yeah so I think yeah. it's a grey area, isn't it? A lot of people have different mm. opinions, and um, I think the main people who, who would suggest you need to be paid for your work and stuff would be they they think we need to push the industry on, yeah, in a way. And I, I completely understand that, but I also understand that there's no barriers to start being a content creator. So yeah. the people who are starting are not going to be getting paid, so they're going to be taking free stuff, right? Unless they're not going to suddenly go, oh, I need 250 quid for this. Yeah. I mean, because they've only just started, yeah. right? There's also a hell of a lot of hypocrisy, yeah. um, which it, it's funny coming from the, the role we do is yeah. that I know how much different 
brands are paying their influencers. Not all of them, but I hear a lot. We're friends with a lot of the people. Mm. Um, and then we, we put something to you know, so we were asking people for a trip while, a while ago and our budget didn't quite match up with what certain influencers wanted. Um, so we said, yeah, thanks, but no thanks. And then they came back as they usually do. say, oh, actually, I've found a thing I can bolt onto it. Usually people do it with there's money yeah. involved. And then we find out that, you know, two weeks later, these people are, or two weeks before, they've gone on a trip which is completely unpaid, even though they're telling us that they never do that. Mm. Now, we speak to these brands, we speak to agencies, we speak to influencers. People think that other people don't find out, and they do. Um, I think another thing that a lot of influencers have to realise, both um, for good and for bad, is that although the other bloggers and YouTubers and Instagrammers you work with are your friends, they're also your competitors. You run a business, and in a business there is competition. It's nothing new, whether it's the shady undercutting tactics or whether it's just people pricing their products differently. Mm. Like, do you think that, um, you know, uh, Waitrose is constantly bitching and whinging because Aldi is selling stuff for cheaper? They're not, yeah, right? They're a point. different product. Differentiate yeah. what you do. You know, sometimes I can go and buy a painting for my flat and I could spend anything from 50 quid up to 50 million pounds. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, a lot more than that. It's not... You're not getting these people who are saying, like, Damien Hurst is not whinging at the guy who's painting on London Bridge saying that you're devaluing the art industry. Yeah, that's like, well, it's a different thing. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Sometimes, sometimes I'm sure Tesco's get really pissed off because as they come along and they do their Christmas turkey for cheaper than Tesco's do. Yeah. But get real, man. It's, it's business and man that's up. what it is. So, yeah. That's a sexist term. We shouldn't be using that. Woman up. There we go. Um, it's better. Person up. This feels like a really good place to end it, but just before we do, um, I want you to both talk about Rotterdam. Yeah, it's a Please. city in Holland. <laughs> yeah, it's quite nice. It's a good song by the Beautiful South as well. Love that song. Yeah, we should play, play out. I really the hate the Beautiful South, so we're not yeah. playing that song. Why? We're playing it exclusively on repeat. Why? They're just, oh, yeah. they're just really cheesy in the middle of the road, right? Nah, perfect time. You're cheesy in the middle of the road. Yeah. <laughs> nice comeback, fist pump. <laughs> All right. um, so Rotterdam. Uh, uh, yeah, so Traverse 18 is the event we're doing over there. So it's our flagship event. Um, it's what we've been doing for, this will be our sixth conference, last five years. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's now grown to be the biggest event of its type in the world. Um, and the best. It, oh, definitely the best. It's always been the best, though. Uh, but the uh, we have uh, between four and 500 influencers coming um, from backgrounds of all niches mm-hmm. um, we uh, obviously a lot of travel but also fashion food and family quite well represented uh, the theme of the conference generally leans towards travel but yeah. we always try and stress to brands and influencers that just because you might do lifestyle doesn't mean you don't want to work with uh, you know Expedia or a travel brand or just because what you want to do um, like just because a travel brand is pushing flights you know it might be very valuable for them to have a, a family blogger go on their trips yeah. so there's a lot of crossover there all the talks and the seminars are relevant for everyone um, the conference itself runs over the 26th and 27th of May over a weekend we always do it on a weekend because we want to make sure people don't have to take time off work yeah. to get all the benefit um, seminars and sessions go from four people right up to several hundred we do a real big focus on takeaway value uh, so you're actually learning something when you're there so mm-hmm. all of our speakers do one-on-one sessions as well which you can book it's all free oh, and we've got the health checks so like uh, website health checks if you've got issues with your blog for example and you want it checking out or a bit audited to I didn't even extent. know that you did that it's new yeah, it's kind of new it's, it's, it's like a big <laughs> probar really, really so like a yeah. think of an extended probar where you get some hands-on That's awesome. help with your stuff um, if you need it fixing yeah. you can announce you can announce me as well now we can yeah um, <laughs> plug me yeah we have uh, a speaker that we're a little bit reluctant to talk about <laughs> no. um, yeah. uh, Lucy's going to be doing a, a great talk about podcasting um, and recording a we'll podcast talk about podcasting well. So? I don't know if it'll be great, but it'll be great. But it'll be a mini uh, session. Which a, mini, cool. a mini session, uh, yeah. So we have we have a variation in sessions, and the mini sessions are smaller and often a little bit more left field in their style. And then the bigger sessions, we do we do some of the core. Top. We always want to yeah. have we always want to have basic photography skills, SEO, WordPress. But we also realise we've got people coming who are some of the biggest and uh, most advanced influencers in the world, and we want to make sure we're doing some real in depth business talks for them. How, how to launch products, how to grow mm. into being more of a all-round media business um, and then in the week before the conference we also do loads of stuff in Rotterdam so there'll, um, there'll be probably upwards of 40 uh, midweek events 
uh, and that will be some of those will just be purely good fun. Um, yeah. And it's all included in the price as well, yeah. isn't it's it? It's all included in the ticket price. You don't have to go to all forty though. No, you don't. You, don't. <laughs> you, you can choose. have a few. You pick some. And again, there'll be th- those midweek events. Will have some classes. Um, the classes that are going on there will be stuff that you can't do at a conference. Yeah. So practical skyline photography. We've got food photography, um, out and about YouTube drones. Oh, that's those cool. sorts of practical classes. Um, and then also be loads of Rotterdam-based experiences, um, food tours, mm-hmm. regular tours, cycling, um, afternoon teas, yeah. uh, food experience, beer tastings, fish markets, uh, all these sorts of things. Everything is included in price, um, even including the food and drink. So if you're going to any of our events, there will be food and drink. Um, if you go it to any of our parties, it's such good value for money in comparison to everything. If you drink like Lucy does, then you make your money back on the first <laughs> yeah. night. Yeah. So that is true. You also get yeah. so there's three three really big parties on the Friday, Saturday, and Sunday night as well, which are always. Um, I don't. We don't want to get people there because it's free booze, but we like it when people get there and they realise. So there is going to be free food and drink. At all really, of those. Really, really good. They're great fun. Um, and as Paul mentioned earlier, something we do, um, we'll probably on the Tuesday or Wednesday night before the conference, is something we call Newbie Night. Mm-hmm. Um, we might well hold a small London event like this as well. But the Newbie Night is for anybody who's been an influencer for under 18 months on their main channel, yeah. or is at their first Traverse event. And we also have That's a few nice. selected larger influencers and industry people who just make it comfortable so say don't get there and feel like it's all cliquey and you get to meet people people make friends throughout the week and yeah Mm. is there anything i've missed out there paul no that's pretty much it it's pretty comprehensive (laughs) getting used to doing this elevator i just sit there and listen (laughs) we we have some (laughs) amazing brands take part and our speaker list is already looking fantastic we've only got can you reveal can you reveal anyone Uh, well who's well we've got some online now so we have uh, kate mccully Who's a, a vlogger from America? Really? Adventurous Kate. She's a um, fantastic American travel She's blogger. Good speaker. Good speaker. Yeah, we've been we, we've known her for a very long time. It's great to finally get her a traversement. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rich McCaw, who's an Instagrammer who goes by Paperboyo. Paper yeah. Huge Instagrammer. Um, London viewpoints. London viewpoints. Michael Thomas. Thomas. Yeah. Michael Six Thomas. Great aerial kind of viewpoints around. Yeah. So cities. he'll be doing practical stuff in the week as well. Yeah. Um, a guy called Andrew Applepie who does. Oh yeah. yeah. Great name. Yeah, he, he does. Um, yeah, he does like music. So he, a lot of YouTubers use his music for like their background right. music on vlogs. So oh, amazing. Casey Neistat uses stuff in there as yeah. well. So he, he's got a big following from that, basically. Yeah. Casey's massive, right? So, so like the uh, biggest YouTuber. Yeah. Right? So he's coming along, and we're going to do try to do a little session that's a little bit more. Um, off the wall, a little bit different. Yeah. So we want people cool. to be able to get stuff they don't get at normal conferences. Yeah. Um, we've also got some real great in-depth um, SEO and business sessions. So we've launched quite a few new things for this year while mm-hmm. keeping the format the same as last year's yeah. conference. We also want to have some new stuff. And one of those is the introduction of what we're calling the business sessions. So we have the beginner in- um, influencer, advanced influencer and industry focused sessions. Mm-hmm. And then within those and added on is the business sessions, which is stuff which is much more about the kind of nitty gritty of business. Yeah. I mean, it could be anything from accountancy to SEO or to launching products, sales yeah, funnels, awesome. um, stuff that's really, you know, it's it, it's also not just going to be for the advanced stuff, people. Yeah, so we'll be doing beginner, you know, how to, for instance, how to turn your blog into a freelance career. Yeah. You know that, and just basic tips for how to launch that or how to how to move your blog from hobby to business. Mm-hmm. You know, these things are for beginners, but they're still very relevant. Yeah. And then much further down the line is, you know, how to launch a global brand off the back of your channel, mm. uh, which is what people are doing. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, should be good. Yeah. Any other speakers? We've got Joe Allen. Joe Allen, yeah. Great content um, creator. Yeah, he's brilliant. Photography. photography, but he does YouTube about photography. Uh, so it's fun, he's fantastic. Meta. Yeah. Um, I know that would be YouTube about video. That would yeah. be better. Greg Brand again. Yeah. Gotta have Greg Brand. So video editing. He, he, yeah. Yeah. Best travel video shooter in the world. Has he done so. every traverse? Every conference. He missed one blog stock. Yeah. It's good I record. Love yeah. him. Oh, Julie Faulkner. Yeah. Julie Faulkner. A lady in London. Uh, whatever Julie talks about is good. Yeah. So yeah. We'll tell you later on. Which so we've had a few of them on traverse talks. Yeah. Podcasting. And our, our YouTube series. Yeah. And loads more to be announced. Um, the first midweek events will be going live on our website in mm-hmm. the next week or so. Cool. Uh, more speakers will be going up constantly and the main schedule will go up in the last two months. As you know from working on the conference with us before, because you worked on our 2016 conference very closely, but you'd also been to other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, we like to keep some spots for really late on, yeah. mainly because we don't know what's going to be relevant. Something we touched upon earlier today was the YouTube um, mm-hmm. changes about the subscribers. Now, if our conference was in a week, we would have a talk on that yeah. and we want to have that. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what rules brands are going to change, what network's going to 
change algorithms and so we usually have two or three spots that we fill up genuinely in the last two yeah. weeks and another reason why ticket prices good ticket prices yeah tickets are on sale now um, at a special early bird price until the end so of this you month you can still get them fairly cheap at the moment right until yeah I mean to be honest they're never they're never expensive no, it's fine. <laughs> so, no, if you're a speaker, you're fine. <laughs> to, for, um, for influencer tickets at the moment, there's um, £89, I'm saying. So cheap. Um, although, so having said cheap. that, it's likely this blog post will come up after It'll be February. after, so yeah. actually. So, so the tickets, what I'll say now, based on this being February, is the tickets are on sale now. The ticket price includes absolutely everything. And yeah. if you think about it, I mean, everything, you have to get your own travel and accommodation, yeah, but course, everything yeah. conference-wise, if you think about the fact that individual workshops will often charge at 80 to 100 pounds you can go to you can go to eight different workshops out of over 40 just at the conference mm-hmm. plus probably another 10 in the midweek plus all your food and drink all of the plus all the networking and events and networking. yeah um, and, and you will meet a load of great people we've got our second traverse wedding coming up <laughs> from people who met who? uh kasha and chris uh kasha do you know she does lines oh, kasha, of escape yeah and Chris Sharp, who does make new tracks, they met at Traverse 14 in Newcastle, Aww. and they're getting who married else? this summer. Who There's quite a few couples. There's a few. Right? We got quite a few couples, yeah, um, who are coming speaking, um, and we got yeah people who have met at various events we've done. So amazing. So you might meet the love of your life there. Yeah, <laughs> an added bonus. <laughs> exactly. We can't, we can't guarantee that yeah. because you, you haven't yet, have you? <laughs> I've met several loves of my life. They just haven't reciprocated it yet. Just one last thing. Um, uh, I am single, yeah. In, yeah, <laughs> Michael's single. Um, in terms of... I might of not be in February. <laughs> discounted travel and... Yeah. You work with partners, don't we you? We do. So, so we're, we're currently speaking to uh, quite a lot of people. Hopefully by the time this podcast comes out, there'll be some more online. Yeah. Um, cool. The Eurostar will be running direct London to Rotterdam in two hours. Um, oh, by the time we come, it is... It's a yeah, pleasure to get. Oh, brilliant. Um, and we'll hopefully be working with them quite closely to offer some good rates. Um, we already have an accommodation page on our website with cheap hotels and right. hotel deals. Um, what we have been very clearly told by the Hotel Association of Rotterdam is talk to them directly if you've got an idea about what you want to do. Great, um, okay. If you want to pitch them, we talked about it earlier, we've given you some tips on how to do yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Go for it. Um, and if you have any questions, just ask myself, Paul, Anastasia, or the General Traverse team. And we're here to help. Oh. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and email, and in person. Oh, you've wrapped it up really nicely. But I'll put all the links in the show notes. Anything else you want to add? I think uh, that's it, isn't it? Yeah. It's Just keep an eye on what we're doing with Traverse, but also we we love meeting new people. So, you know, if you're looking at something we're doing and wondering how you can come along, drop us a line. We'll try our best to do what we can do. Sweet. Thanks, guys. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to what she said. I really appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed the episode. And if you did, please think about leaving me a five-star rating and a review if you have time. This really helps other people find the podcast and means that Apple don't hide me in their vaults. If you fancy joining my small but perfectly formed bunch of podcast fans for chit chat on Facebook, head to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash what she said podcast and come and join us. 